Live from Greensboro, North Carolina, it's the Zach Ballinger Show, where we help you find your direction through passion and purpose. My name is Zach Ballinger. I'm your host. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have a great guest, but before we get to that, two ways you can engage the show. Number one, you can email me, Zach at ZachBallinger.com. You guys know the career libraries up on YouTube. So if you have questions for these guests, make sure to get at them in early. Again, Zach at ZachBallinger.com. Second way you can join the show, we are streaming live via YouTube currently. So if you want to ask questions to me or my guests, pop them into the comment box. We'll make sure to get to them. Without further ado, Sarah, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, Sarah. So uh, you'll be a part of our career library and we're excited to learn about it. Can you tell me a little bit about your career and what you do? Of course. So I'm the marketing manager for a company called Book Launchers. We're a self-publishing book service where we work with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, experts, people who are looking to self-publish their nonfiction book. And part of what my job is, is to work with each of these authors on creating their marketing strategy, um, making sure they have all the pieces in place to have a solid launch. We work on publicity ads. I mean, all of the things that really go into creating a successful book launch. So um, I've been with this company several years now, and it's really a fantastic family. And I, I love my clients more than anything. So yeah, it's a really great role. That's that's so neat because, you know, the questions that I get a lot of the times as, you know, before the pandemic, when I was traveling to big crowds is a lot of people were interested in publishing a book. Um, the barriers have been a little bit brought down by some of these platforms. Um, talk about what the process is, because I get that question a lot. They say, Zach, I want to write a book and I want to publish it. What? Is there any steps that you can walk them through? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that people really need to pay attention to when they want to write a book is who are they writing that book for? When you're writing a book for the first time, you want to keep your audience in mind, particularly when you're writing a nonfiction book. Um, you need to be thinking about the fact that your book potentially can help them solve a problem. It can help them change their life. It can help them take steps to, for improvement. And so before you start writing, you have to look at what your ideal readers, who your ideal reader is and what their pain points are and then how you can help them get there. You know, I, I, we hear this all the time, you know, that someone's written a book and they've, you know, it's, it's done okay. And then you go back and look at it and realize that they didn't write their book for their ideal reader. They wrote it for them. And when you were going to write your book, your book may be by you, but it's not for you. So you always need to be thinking about that target reader. That's the first step when you are sitting down to write that book. Know who you're writing to. Know that target audience. Awesome. Thank you so much for that great advice. I agree. It's almost like uh, on the flip side of that, they call it the demographic. You know, what, it, you know, age, what's your target market? Who are you trying to help solve the problem for? What do you love about your job? I mean, it's a very interesting job. Probably not many people realize this kind of career is out there. What gets you going? What gets you excited about it? You know, from the beginning, it's always been about the stories for me. I love stories. I love people's stories. I love their experiences, how they got where they are. And interestingly enough, it's those stories and those unique experiences that make their book the most marketable. You know, there could be 
a hundred personal finance books out on the market, but if someone's coming in and they have a unique perspective on it and they're coming at it from a background that is unlike any other, that's what sells that book. And so being able to work with our authors to find that unique story that's gonna help propel them into the marketplace is just something that I love. Everyone's got a different path to how they got where they are. So being able to pick up on those stories really fuels me and keeps me moving forward. Gotcha. So, so neat. And then on the flip side of that, this may be a tough question, but what's something difficult about your job that people should know? So let's say somebody mm. out there and saying, wow, I might want to do this one day, help people launch their stories, but there's got to be difficulty, even though your job sounds really neat and cool. Um, can you share some of your challenges? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges is always going to be looking at the expectation um, and understanding what a book actually does for you in the bigger picture. Um, a lot of people just assume that you're going to put a book out on Amazon and people are just going to find it. They're just going to find it magically. And that's not the reality of it. There's a lot of pieces that go into it. And if you don't lay the groundwork and put those pieces in place ahead of time, um, launching your book can be really difficult. So a hard part of my job sometimes can be making sure that all of those pieces are put in the right place and that we're reaching the right audience. Um, you know, I get just as excited as my clients do, maybe even more when we find that audience where that book really starts to sell. Um, so I think the biggest challenge is overcoming that idea of automatic book sales just because the book is out. There are so many more elements that have to go into it. And so working with people to come to that realization and then what they can do to start to put those pieces in place, um, you know, it can be challenging, but it's also rewarding when you see it work well. I can, you know, I was interviewing a basketball coach. He does some one-on-one -on -one trainings and he does it full time where he works with kids across many ages. And one of his challenges is that, um, you know, a, a high schooler or college student might come to him and say, hey, develop me to where I can play in the NBA. But if you look at the statistics, most even he didn't make it to the NBA. And right. so most people don't make it to the NBA. So you have to look at the statistics and facts. And so one of the things I could imagine difficult in your job is if you have somebody that comes to you, because I probably would have been that client maybe seven years ago that came to you with this idea about a book and saying, hey, Sarah, I know this is going to be a $10 million seller and it's going to be New York Times, number one. And is that kind of a challenge for you? Like people have kind of a little bit too high expectations. So looking at the expectations and without educating themselves on what that means. Um, you know, we do get a lot of people that come to us. I want to be a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> well, you know, I hate to say this, but New York Times bestseller rarely includes self-published authors. That's almost all the time traditionally published authors. You have to look at the type of content that's on that list. And you have to look at the numbers. Um, in order to make some of those best-selling lists, you have to be pushing five, ten thousand books a week. And if you're coming in with very little social media presence, very little email list, you don't really have a whole lot of people to market that book to in the first place maybe that's not the right goal for you to start with. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of what I work with our clients on is what are the goals that are attainable? What are the tools that you do have in your toolbox that you can utilize to build and grow? And then also looking at 
is being having your book on one of those bestseller lists, is that really the end game? It's rarely the end game. The book is a piece of a bigger picture. So you have to look at your overall brand, your overall business goals. You wrote that book for a purpose. The bestseller list is not always the end game. Look at how that book can help you bring in new clients, how it can help you bring leads, how it can help launch a speaking career. There's a whole bunch of other things that go into it besides just having your name on a list. So yeah, it can be difficult for sure, but it's also really rewarding to work with our clients and start to explore all those other possibilities and all of those other options that are out there. So, yeah. And I use the basketball analogy because, you know, to his point, the when we were talking about this, you know, basketball, you may not be an NBA player, but maybe it can get you a free education. Maybe it can get you a scholarship right now. Let's think of other things it could do. Maybe it can get you in shape. Maybe it can teach you leadership. You know, when you're in college and you're leading a basketball team, you're the person that, you know, that they go to. You can put that on a resume. So there's other things, not just being in the NBA or having, you know, and I compare that because it's also statistically, you know, very unlikely, like I said, that you're going to make it in the NBA to begin with. And so to be like, I think we all grew up as as children, like playing in the backyard, shooting that last minute shot like they do in the professional leagues, but it just doesn't have it for many. And I think that's kind of the similar for books. You know, there's a very small percentage of them that actually make it on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, even how I got to the job that I have now, I wanted to, when I was younger, I always imagined about writing that 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 great novel or that great book, that was something. And so I started my education in English. I started my education learning about writing and, and, you know, that helped me form skills that when eventually, you know, I haven't written the great American novel, but I've had a career where I'm working with authors, I'm working with writers, and I have that background in education um, about the writing and the publishing industry to help me help them. And so in some ways, it's even better, because maybe I didn't achieve the thing, the dream that I had when I was 12. But my dream evolved into something where I have a bigger impact on a lot of other authors. And that's, you know, pretty cool. So, you know, using that basketball analogy, yeah, maybe you're not going to be the NBA player that is, you know, bringing in that $10 million a year paycheck. But look at all the other things it can do. Maybe you can become a coach. Maybe you can become a strategist. Maybe you can become an analyst. I mean, there are a million other things that can be related to that field that you could be even better at. So, you know, it's it's all about keeping the open mind and then and then the opportunities when they come for you. Now, you answered one of my questions. One of the questions I was going to ask you is what was your dream as a little girl growing up? Was it, you know, like, so let's say second, third, fourth, fifth grade. Is that what you always dreamed about as being an author? You know, I would say that was probably a later dream, probably when I got into my high school and college years when I was younger. I mean, it was, you know, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be an actress. I'm pretty sure it shifted every week, uh, you know, and and raising a young one like I am now. I I hope she has just as many dreams and I hope they all change and evolve. Um, Definitely when I was in college, writing was a huge passion. It still is. It's still something that I love to do and will do on my own um, in my spare time. But when you start to look at the realities of what it takes to be a certain thing, actress or professional athlete or whatever, you have to also look at, all right, what are the things that are going to make me happy? 
What are the things within myself? Is it that hustle and drive and just doing just that? Is it maybe different forms of that? Are there things within the industry that that I enjoyed? I mean, I I started my career, yes, as a writer, but I I started looking at, okay, what is the business of becoming a writer? What are the things I'm going to need to know? And so I started an internship with a literary agent where I was reading tons of content that came in from authors all around the world, looking at, okay, what potentially makes a great book that we might want to sell? And I loved it. I loved it more than I loved writing on a regular basis. And so that shaped my career and put me on the path that I'm on. Awesome. So interesting and unique. You know, um, we we kind of talked about the gist of your job, uh, launching people's stories, launching people's books, and you're kind of the marketing person behind that. In other words, getting the book in front of the correct audience that they're trying to solve the problem for. We've gotten that. One thing that I always encourage people to do is job shadowing or perceptorships. In other words, follow along someone, see if it would be that you could do this or see if you get any pearls out of it. Um, COVID's made that a little bit challenging, but let's say somebody were to follow you around tomorrow and we were taking a survey of your day and we woke up with you and then left the office with you. What does a day typically look like? So on a day-to-day basis, um, I am meeting with my clients one-on-one at different stages throughout their book writing um, throughout the whole publication process. So on a day-to-day basis, I'm looking at it, looking at how their project is coming along and what are the things that they're putting in place. So we strategize a lot. So it's a lot of strategy. Um, I'm looking at different partnerships and engagements and things that we can help our authors get connected to, to potentially put them in front of that right audience. I'm looking at what are the media outlets? What are the speaking engagements? What are the podcasts? Um, what are the various outlets that are going to connect our authors with their target reader. Um, So it's a lot of research. So one of the things that you really need to be open to is research and being able to analyze the opportunities and measure the risk versus the reward. You know, there are some cases where someone will present an opportunity to me and I look at it and I go, okay, um, you know, what's the investment for the author? What's the investment for us as a company? And what are we going to potentially get out of it? It's a lot of trial and error sometimes, you know, testing things out. And, you know, and this could be everything from ad platforms to partnerships with other promotional companies to even media opportunities. You know, do we take a chance on this podcast or, you know, or not? So it's a lot of uh, risk and reward analysis. Um, But in all cases, one of the things that I do the most and, and always want to get across from my authors is the support, that they are not in that journey by themselves, that they have a team around them that is rallying for them, pulling for them, um, paving the way for them so that they can continue to do what they do best, which is you know whatever that field for them might be. So um, if someone's shadowing me throughout the day, what are they saying? They're seeing me on the phone a lot. <laughs> I'm on the phone a lot talking to people. They're seeing me um, really just keep the the ball moving forward for all of the projects that might be on my plate. And then also looking at, you know, I work for a company that is has been around for three years. We're growing exponentially, thank goodness, um, especially in this 
crazy COVID world where nobody knew what was going to happen, we've been very, very lucky to um, have some major growth. And so in all cases, I'm also looking at how can I help my company continue to grow and um, what are the ways that we can be getting better and better? Yeah. I mean, during the pandemic, what else did you have to do? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you home and then yeah. you uh, were at home. So you could be clerks <laughs> yeah. or write a book. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people, I bet, wrote books. And so now they're they're coming to you to ask them for help and how to launch that. So or they're it may be in the process of it. And so yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. There's probably a huge growth opportunity. You just I've seen people ask more and more about self launching their own books. I think it's becoming a lot more popular. And, you know, let's face it. I think as a kid, like you kind of said, we've all kind of dreamed of, you know, writing a book or always thought that was kind of neat. And now the barriers have brought down where a lot of people can do it by technology. So I think that's pretty neat. A hundred percent. And we are, we're in a time right now where creativity is rewarded within the marketplace. So you have the ability, whether it's launching your book or launching a product, a business, whatever it might be. Um, creativity is rewarded now because there's a lot of different outlets out there to make something happen. You don't have to follow the traditional route that you always used to have to. Um, you know, come about 15, 20 years ago, the only option to publish a book was to go through one of the traditional publishers. That was the only route, but everything has evolved. There's so many more technological, um, there's technological support through different apps and companies and, and all sorts of outlets that can enable you to do it yourself if you do it right and if you really lean on that innate creativity to to make it happen so um it's a really exciting time especially in the publishing industry so um what advice would you have like for a college student let's say that somebody's listening that might be in high school maybe they're in college or trying to stumble along the way they've come across this interview and they're like you know this is something i might be interested in what advice would you give them where should they start you know reading writing um marketing any any tips for students out there that are looking either to find their major or what can they be doing to kind of advance in this type of role <coughs> excuse me one of the first things that i would say that they do is really do a self-assessment about the things that they love the most what are the things that they're passionate about they might be really passionate about stories but maybe they're not they don't love the editing process maybe they're really passionate about you know media but they don't really want to they want to tell the story they don't want to be pitching the story figure out those pieces that they're really passionate about and then sample 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 do internships answer ads like research the companies that are doing the things that you like to do and and start to reach out to them um i think one of the biggest things that i've said this for years is that an internship literally changed my life. It changed my career trajectory. And I would say that interning in whatever role that you think you might want to eventually do one day is one of the hands down most practical ways that you can get experience and start to learn really what this looks like. You know, it may sound glamorous from the outside, but when you get into the nitty gritty, jobs are rarely glamorous. Even if it's your dream job, which I would say that I'm in right now, there are still days where you're working things that, you know, are just, ugh, you're not going to want to do it. It's, it's an awful day, but hopefully the good days reward 
and, and take place of those bad days. But the only way you're going to learn that is through experience. So try and accumulate as much experience as you can um, early on so that you can start to put yourself into the right positions. Um, the other thing that I would say that people can really do is to not settle for something just because it sounds like it might be right in the right field. Lean on that strengths and that passion list that you create um, and don't deviate from it. What I see a lot of people do is, well, I wanted to work in publishing, but you know, the only thing that they had open was, you know, working for the art department. And I don't, I don't really like art, but at least it puts me in the right company. Don't settle for something that's like not really what you want to be doing. So, and actually you had, um, one of our clients, Ben Preston, on a few weeks ago, he wrote the book Harness Your Butterflies, a young um, professional's guide to you know their career. And I would say rec I would definitely recommend all of Ben's tactics on how to to sort of form those early career moves. Um, educate yourself, read, write, get to know who the players are within that industry, lean on those strengths and passions, and then follow that path. Yeah, great advice. You know, you said something about, you know, liking your job. The I always tell people, if you love your days more than you hate them, then that's probably right there in the balance of it. And you found it, you know, um, I love my job, but not every day's roses and sunshine. And that's reality. And it's going to be like that for whether you're a movie star, an NBA player, a football player, there's injuries, you name it. There's a lot to deal with. Second point I you know, I just keep harping on is the internship factor, even though students may get an internship and they may not like it and say, hey, this is something I could not see myself doing. I always tell them to give it 100 percent and finish it out. You know, I'm, and I'm talking about internship where it's like three or four months, six months. Finish it out. Network with as many people as you can, because a lot of successful people I've talked to over their career, they'll say, hey, I thought I wanted to be a paralegal. Hey, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Hey, I thought I want to be an engineer. They interned for a company. They were like, nope, but I met this real estate investor on the side and he got me into that. And so I started building properties all over the place and boom, my career expanded. So take your internship seriously, even though you don't think it might be your dream fitting. And, and I, I really think you got some great advice there. So thank you so much. Um, where can people find you? So let's say, you know, somebody's out there listening to this, either a, they, you know, they might be a student. They're like, Hey, I'd like to learn more about her company. Just like, you know, just like to connect with her and follow her on her own social medias. Or you might have somebody out there that is listening to this and say, Sarah, I got a book right now I'm working on. I need some help launching it. How do I get in touch with you? Absolutely. So um, anyone can check us out at booklaunchers.com. And we're also across all the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, all at booklaunchers. Or excuse me, at booklaunchers. Um, but I really encourage yeah, anyone who's interested in learning more, you can email team at booklaunchers.com and get some details. There's some great tools and assets, resources that are on our website, booklaunchers.com, that you can download. And, um, you know, even seven steps to writing that best-selling book, that's available right on our website. So I encourage you to go check that out. Um, and please, I welcome any questions, any ideas that you have, anything, even if you are just wondering, hey, how do I start an internship or how do I start finding companies? Um, I'm happy to answer any of those questions. 
Well, we know you're very busy. Obviously, you kind of walked us through your day. So you're always on the phone. And so <laughs> this interview kind of derailed you from that. So we do really appreciate you giving back your time, being a part of the career library, shining a light on some of these careers that may not be known in North America. So people can get exposure to finding their true purpose and their passion in life and align it together to make sense and make their life a lot better. So we, we appreciate it, Sarah. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I'm happy to uh, to help out any way I can. Thank you so much. Have a great day.